0: we It's the Adam Ritz Show, a social awareness talk show touching on fellowship, leadership, philanthropy, and more. Adam hosts the show on location from coast to coast, interviewing college students, student-athletes, campus administrators, professional athletes, and social experts about social issues ranging from bullying to Twitter and everything in between. And now, it's your social awareness radio host, Adam Ritz.
1: All right, get ready for a very fun interview and a conversation with Blythe Newsom. Blythe, how are you? Thanks for joining me.
2: I'm good. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Okay, we're going to talk about breast cancer awareness and some of the foundation work you've done with breast cancer awareness. But before we get to that, let's set it up with what you do, who you are. You've done morning radio. You're now a syndicated columnist. You write, you've got books, you've got a book. Do you have a book deal? What's
2: Not yet, but I'm, can I'm open I be to in the, the idea. Please, um, you can be a chapter. I'll give uh, you a whole chapter.
1: So I guess let's start with your writing. What do what you, are there I assume there's a blog that matches your, your um, column. Uh, where, can we, where can our listeners read about you and your column? What's it called? Your well, you website, can, maybe?
2: You can find all the information about me and my story on um, Modern mom. modernmom.com. Just look under Blythe Newsom, and you will find our story, um, how it all started and how we've gotten to where we are today. Our life story, the kids, the chaos, the craziness, the ups and the downs and the, the realness of life.
1: Okay, so we talk a lot about parenting on this show as well. Um, I'm a huge advocate for fatherhood and how important it is for uh, gentlemen uh, in today's society to be a responsible father and how important that is for their children. And I'm sure it's the same thing from your side of the gender uh, on being a mom. So let's talk about being a mom and parenting and how important that
2: is. Absolutely. It doesn't matter if you're a mom or a dad. It's we are their role models. We are that foundation from which they will grow from and they're going to learn their values and their morals and so much from us. And it's a challenge. I mean, and it's messy. I thought motherhood, fatherhood, you know, you think all of that, it's gonna be picture perfect, but it's not, it never is. So you have to sort of roll with it and know you can do this and that what's going on at this moment, you may wanna pull your hair out, but the next moment, it's gonna be so much better. So you just sort of get through it.
1: And you know what you're talking about because you, you told me you have
2: six yes, kids. Yes, yes, six kids in nine years. So I totally understand the chaos and the craziness that comes with parenting.
1: And what, how old are they now?
2: They are now. Now it's easier. They're a little bit older. They're um, 12, 14, 16, 18, 20, and 22.
1: Okay, so 12 though, that's still yes, young enough to have you know kid problems, and then approaching mid to late teens. There's the eye roll years where mom doesn't know anything, especially mom that writes a column a syndicated column. There's the, I'm sure you've done an article on the eye roll.
2: Oh yes, oh yes. my <laughs> children have had everything they've ever done in their life written about so they're very much used to the public knowing everything that we do and we'll go places and people actually call them out on some of the things that we've um, that they've heard about or they've read about. But um, I've experienced it all. I mean I've got two still in middle school that are young and being influenced by their peers and going through all of that she's not nice to me or he's my best friend and the mm-hmm. next day they're not to the high school kids are trying to make decisions about their future with colleges and the stress and the pressures that come with all of that. And now I have two in college and one about to get married.
1: So before we get to your television career, which is very (laughs) interesting, I told you this was going to be an interesting conversation because you've done radio too, morning radio, and and now you write the column uh, and it's modernmom.com is where we can read the column. So I've just got to ask what's your best single piece of advice for moms out there listening right now?
2: My best single piece of advice, just breathe. Take every minute as it comes. Hold on to the good things, let go of the bad things, um, and just take it minute by minute.
1: And as you can hear, there are <laughs> parents and families uh, around us uh, right now, so uh, we are uh, supporting and advocating parenthood right now as we speak. Uh, our guest is Blythe Newsom. She is the uh, syndicated column- columnist behind Modern Mom and ModernMom.com. Uh, television, you were somehow invited to be on The Nanny. Talk about that.
2: Well, we were hosting. Um, it was our morning radio show one morning, and we interviewed the Super Nanny, and they were looking for some families. The
1: Super Nanny. Okay, I, I apologize. I I've seen a couple of the episodes. I just want to make sure we get the title of the na- of the show right, because I know our listeners know this show. My girlfriend knows this show. It's called <laughs> The Super Nanny.
2: Correct. Okay. This was the real Super Nanny.
1: Not the nanny. That's I'm talking Fran Drescher. You were not no, on. I... <laughs> you were not on the nanny with Fran Drescher. You were on Super Nanny. What channel?
2: This is um, ABC's Super Nanny.
1: ABC Super Nanny.
2: Yes. So we interviewed her one day, and they needed to do a family. They were looking for a family, and my co-host, sort of as a joke, said, you should do Blythe and her six kids. And they hadn't done a single mom and a lot of children. And um, at that time, we were um, losing a loved one to breast cancer. And so they wanted to do a show on on grief, and the Super Nanny had lost her mom to breast cancer. So we sort of had that connection. So that was on a Thursday, and they flew in that Monday and started filming, and really changed our lives
1: and was it one episode you were on were you a part of a series how'd that show work
2: it was just one episode um, which takes one month to film so it's a big commitment and truly an experience Um, but once it aired They um, called us about a year and a half later and said, you are America's sweetheart family. You are the family that everybody asks about. Could we come and um, film the second episode, the 100th episode of Where They Are Now? So they came. And I will confess, but you can't tell anybody this. I
1: I will not tell anyone.
2: don't tell anyone. The night that they called, I was up to my elbows in lice shampoo because (laughs) one of my children came home with lice. And as I'm looking, two other ones had it. And... I'm sitting here up to my elbows. I've got kids with this goop in their hair. I'm cringing, thinking I need to call the CDC to just shut down my house because how are we going to contain this? And here's ABC going, but you're America's sweetheart family. Everybody just loves you wants to know what are you doing now. What? And I'm thinking, we're come wa- on.
1: <laughs> we're washing the lice out that's of our right. hair. right.
2: But I welcome you. Come get lice. Come, you know.
1: That's real life. That's reality that, TV right there.
2: That is. And that's, that's what it is. I mean, that that is real life. That is our life.
1: So you've got a psychology background, mm-hmm. plus the media. So that's what you were able to help out on the Super Nanny with mm-hmm. the grief as the topic. Yes. Um, and we'll switch now to breast cancer awareness. And what are some of the service projects I guess you've been a part of to bring awareness to breast cancer in America?
2: Well, one of the things that um, after the Super Nanny, we um, hosted the Making Strides Against Breast Cancer Walk, which the American Cancer Society all across the country puts on these walks in the month of October. Mm-hmm. Um, we took part in that. And at that point, my children were Three, five, seven, nine, and 11, and 13. So they were very young. They remember that so well. And of course, it's part of the television show, it's part of the supername that, that you'll see. But from that moment on, we became such big advocates of breast cancer. We have lost loved ones to it. Um, I have had a scare myself. I mean, it's, it's something that so many, not just women, but entire families have been impacted by. And from that one moment of being involved in making strides against breast cancer, my children have continued to support it. My 12-year-old is a little boy, and his one thing that he is so determined to do is to find a cure for breast cancer. And no every, every year, this little boy gets a new pink backpack to wear to school. And the reason why he says, Mom, pink is not a color for girls. Pink is a color that we're gonna remind people to save lives. And at 12, he, every day, takes this pink backpack. And when people say something to him, his own peers, why do you have a pink backpack? He tells them, because my Nana died of breast cancer, and I'm going to find a cure.
3: So he continues
2: the conversation at 12.
1: That is super important. And I love to hear, and it's great for me to hear as a parent and all of our listeners. Um, Get your kids involved. When you get into a service project, if you're running a 5K for any kind of awareness or cancer awareness or breast cancer awareness, make sure your kids have an opportunity to run that 5K with you or at least know why you're doing it. And you may have the son or daughter who invents or finds or discovers the cure for cancer.
2: That's right. And it's not even about the money. We don't always have money to invest in mm-hmm. the causes we believe in, but you can get involved in them and you can bring your children and show them how to be involved. And then that time might come where financially you can be invested in it. But you know what? Give your time. Yeah. Give your heart. That that speaks volumes and stand behind what you believe in. It's
1: not all about money because the, the pink backpack is a great case study on every single kid that asks him about the pink backpack, mm-hmm. gets an answer, and now... I guarantee you at some point during the day, they're thinking about it because right. they're like, okay, let's, let's make fun of the pink backpack. And then in the ne- at lunch, they're like, wait a minute. I remember hearing that my great grandma died of breast cancer. Maybe I should get involved too. So it's just a great awareness. We cannot support or advocate awareness enough. So thank you for all that you do as a parent, as a mom, uh, with all the service work projects you do under modernmom.com. Uh, Blythe Newsom is our guest. I got to ask you about Twitter and Facebook. If you're on, if you like to do that, if you if you have uh, a lot of little snippets and tidbits you put out on social media, you want to talk about that?
2: Yeah, I'm on Facebook, Blythe Newsom, and um, I do. I share, continue to share the stories more on a daily basis of what's going on in our lives and the moving and the the good things that we do. It's um, parenting is challenging, but it's it's also a lot of fun and moving. And I'm amazed when I share things that have happened. How many people? Like, have the same similar situation. Mm -hmm. And it's really nice as a parent to know that we have this bond between each other.
1: I I think I'm... I'm, I don't want to put more on your plate. And suggest you get another job on top of the 15 (laughs) things you're already doing. But I'm smelling some sort of pink backpack foundation where... You know, the month of October, you know, you can turn on any channel, especially the NFL. Everybody in the NFL has pink on because it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month, but there's 11 other months and pink. People are starting to realize that's, you know, you have a pink ribbon on your lapel. It's for breast cancer awareness. Uh, You know, there's a whole generation of of little boys that need to know about this. And the Pink Backpack Foundation project or service project, I, I think 12 year old boys or eight to 14 or whatever could get into this, hey, do you know why I'm wearing this? Try to make fun of me. I'll make you, I'll let you know why I'm wearing this. You're not gonna make fun of me after me, after I tell you why I'm wearing a pink bat. I don't know, I'm smelling something (laughs) here. That's an extra five hours a day if you want to work on that uh, just a suggestion and then we'll support your pinkbackpack.org uh, new website that's that we just hatched in this conversation.
2: Sounds perfect. I can't <laughs> wait okay I'm gonna get started right now and truly that's a great idea Adam I think we're in business.
1: We've, we've featured so many foundations on this show that started with their with a child who got behind a cause and the parents were like all right we'll go with it and the next thing you know they've got they've changed their garage into the you know the merchandising center where they have all these trinkets or whatever printed up and there's boxes of stuff in their garage that they now sell for charity so I'm I'm seeing that you won't be able to fit your cars in your garage <laughs> anymore because there's going to be stacks and stacks of pink backpacks
2: I love it I absolutely love it
1: modernmom.com our guest is Blythe
0: Newsom thank you so much for joining us
2: Thank you Adam
0: fellowship, leadership, and philanthropy. Conversations and interviews from all over America. It's the Adam Ritz Show.
1: And welcome back to the Adam Ritz Show. We scour the uh, country to bring you stories of inspiration and foundation work, charities, uh, philanthropies, and today I'm proud, I mean I'm so proud and happy to be Outside the continental United States, we are on the Norwegian Cruise Line getaway in the middle of the Caribbean between St. Martin and St. Thomas, the Adam Rich Show coming to you from... uh, Um, actually it's a tropical paradise and I'm proud to bring on the show as our guest, um, cruise director here at Norwegian Cruise Lines, the getaway.
4: It's Joel Sanchez. Joel, hi, how are you? I'm great. I'm great. Thank you, Adam, for having me here.
1: I can't thank you you enough for your time uh, to talk to us uh, about your work with the Make-A-Wish Foundation with the kids on board here. But before we get to that, uh, my knowledge and my point of reference for cruise director, and I know you've heard this a million times, is um, Julie from the Love Boat, and I'm sure all the guests here on the ship, they think Julie Love Boat. I've seen you on this ship. I haven't seen you hold uh, a clipboard once, or do anything that Julie did on that show, the Love Boat. You are, you're an entertainer. You're, you're. Is cruise director synonymous with
4: entertainment director? I mean, you are on the stages and entertaining, you are making this fun for everybody. I mean, that's pretty much what it is now. Uh, that's why usually I introduce myself. A lot of people don't know what a cruise director actually does, so a lot of times I say I'm the director of entertainment as well. But it goes hand in hand with what you just said. It's, it's about getting out there, having fun with the guests. Uh, you know, you become a performer, a dancer, a comedian, uh, I mean, you name it, most of the time we have to do it, and uh, that's that's what it is now. So it's no longer the clipboard holder, and uh, as you can tell, I'm, I am a male.
2: <laughs>
1: so, uh, so yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, it's not uh, – I just would assume cruise director would be – you're the person with the clipboard that tells your guests what time shuffleboard is. And you – I mean, there's 20 stages on this ship, and you're on every single stage through the course of the day hosting uh, – sexy legs contest for the guys uh, and I did say for the guys um, and then there's game shows you do, you're, you're dancing, you're hosting 80s retro
4: dance parties, uh, what's your favorite part of your job? Um, honestly, it's definitely the hosting of the parties, uh, I mean that always gets me going, I love seeing everybody out on the dance floor, uh, having a great time, seeing the smiles on people's faces is definitely the highlight of, of, my, of my job and uh, I mean... I, I feed off the energy of everyone else so when the energy is nice and high and positive I'm having a fantastic day and honestly that's most of the time every single day of the week uh, I, I'm getting that, that vibe and if I'm not getting it then I'm not doing my job right so then I always have to uh, tweak things here and there but uh, for the most part that's honestly uh, hosting the parties uh, getting people going is definitely my highlight. Well, the whole world's jealous of
1: you. You've got the job we all want. Cruise director on uh, on a ship through the Caribbean. It's Norwegian Cruise Lines. We're on the getaway. Our guest is Joel Sanchez, and we want to talk about your work with the Make-A-Wish Foundation, uh, one of the greatest charities uh, in the world, and your kids, the Make-A-Wish kids that get on board. Uh, you see to it that they have a good time. Uh, what can you tell us
4: about that? Absolutely. I mean. I'll- as you said, we try to make make them feel as special as possible. Um, and there's a few things that we actually do. They our make- a wish kids do get. Options of what they would prefer to do so we we give them a full list and especially on my side for the entertainment side uh, A lot of different options that they do receive Uh, You know a lot of kids sometimes aspire to be performers actors uh, singers and dancers So some of the things that really really kind of stand out uh, We have some great world-class entertainment here on board uh, such as burn the floor legally blonde the musical And what we do is actually have the kids uh, once they watch the show They can stay after, and they get to meet all the cast members, they get to take a a photo with just themselves, with all the cast members in costume, which is really, really unique There's only a handful of individuals who actually get that kind of an opportunity. And we always extend that to our Make-A-Wish kids. And uh, you can tell in their face how happy and how excited they do get when they have that opportunity. And that actually expands not only from our shows, uh, as I mentioned, Burn the Floor, Legally Blonde, but we also have our Illusionarium show here on board where they can get a chance to meet all the magicians as well. And uh, it's really, really a very unique experience. Seeing a smile on a kid's face warms your heart. Seeing a
1: smile on a Make-A-Wish kid's face, is uh, there's nothing better than that. And you were telling me about the uh, tie-in with Nickelodeon. This ship, the uh, the kids' area, the, the kids' swimming pool, like, I don't know what you call that, the water play area, the water park. Um, there's SpongeBob and Patrick Starfish is out there. Um, w- first of all, just curious, what's the tie-in between Nickelodeon and Norwegian Cruise Line?
4: Well, Norwegian, and, uh, Norwegian Cruise Line and Nickelodeon has partnered up just to bring a, a different experience on the high seas and uh and it is it's it's absolutely amazing we have some great nickelodeon events programming that's available to all our kids out there and uh even for our make-a-wish uh families that do come on board we do give them an, an additional extra event so a lot of times we have some events known as uh nickelodeon uh poolside nick live poolside and uh a kid will get slimed up in front of everyone and uh most of the time to be it is awesome right you've seen it on tv before so we make it happen here uh on the cruise ship and um out of you know sometimes you have four or five hundred kids out there to get selected but we always make sure that our make-a-wish kid gets selected and if they're not they're not into being in front of that big crowd well then we do a private sliming for them where we bring that that uh exact event to just them, to the family that uh, that they're there with, of course. And uh, and it's a unique experience. So they get slimed uh, on their own. They get the pictures uh, and the memories to go along with that. And, uh, you know, if they have some, as you mentioned, SpongeBob or Patrick or, you know, we have uh, Dora and Diego. If If any of these characters are their favorite characters, we'll make sure that either... They get woken up one day, one morning by their favorite character, and kind oh, of just stopping cool. stop by uh, their stateroom. Or they have a private meet and greet where they could, uh, you know, just take some great photos and uh, have that type of experience. How,
1: now, wait a minute. You're telling me that the, the SpongeBob uh, mascot, the character, that giant square outfit can fit through the hallways and through a doorway of a stateroom
4: <laughs> here? Believe it or not, we've made it happen. Uh, yes, he does walk <laughs> sideways, <laughs> but uh, we find one way or another to make it happen. That's fantastic. Uh, The
1: work with Make-A-Wish. If you know a -A Make-A-Wish family, uh, look into NorwegianCruiseLines.com. I think it's NCL.com, because this put a smile on anybody's face, especially a -A Make-A-Wish kid. And also, disaster relief that Norwegian Cruise Lines works with. You were mentioning Katrina and some of the tsunamis around the world. I mean, you're obviously involved with the high seas, and uh, NCL, Norwegian Cruise Lines, has uh, funding for those
4: kind of uh, efforts as well. Absolutely. I mean, I've seen a a lot of of times when uh, disasters do strike uh the company will send out memos uh fleet wide just mentioning especially to all the families that are affected which a lot of our a lot of where the tsunamis usually hits a lot of our crew members are, are from uh heavily from the philippines indonesia uh so forth and so on so they will always send out memos letting uh letting Passing along the information as to what was donated, of course, our condolences to the families that were uh, directly affected. But I have, I've, I have been thoroughly impressed on the amount of support that the company does uh, provide to the crew members, especially uh, for the family members that are back home.
1: We love meeting companies that get involved and make this uh, planet a better place, and Norwegian Cruise Lines is one of them. Joel Sanchez is our guest, cruise director here on the getaway, one of the ships of the uh, NCL, Norwegian Cruise Lines um, fleet. And uh, before I let you go, I want to just have some curious questions from being on this ship. Sure. Uh, when we're in the middle of the
4: deep blue sea, how deep is the water? Uh, I mean, at times uh, I've heard up to fifteen to twenty-five thousand feet.
1: Oh my gosh! So
4: it's uh, no no deep diving right here yeah. for you. <laughs> um, okay, I saw a couple service dogs uh, when we're uh,
1: a day at sea and we're nowhere near a tree. Where do these service dogs go?
4: Yeah, we have. Uh, <laughs> they funny enough. I mean, uh, we do have special uh, containers and boxes that are available for them uh, near their stateroom. They're kept in uh, in crew-only area. Of course, you don't want to see that kind of hanging around in uh, in our guest corridors. Uh, but the guests are aware of where they can take the dogs. And, uh, I mean, for the most part, these dogs are very well-trained, so they will not go unless they're in A a special uh, box per se, uh, if you may. But we do have uh, we do have it for them. Okay, (laughs) all right. Uh, How long are you on this ship, and when you get off of it, where do you go on vacation? So my contracts are four months on, four months on board, and then two months off. Uh, So it's not a bad gig, you know, being able to. kick back, relax for uh, eight weeks, not doing anything. Yes. Uh, it's pretty fantastic. And back home is New Jersey, North Jersey for me.
1: So on vacation, you work in the Caribbean and on vacation, you go to Jersey.
4: That's right. That's, <laughs> that's my vacation. Funny enough, right? <laughs> that's so crazy.
1: Uh, Joel Sanchez, Joel, I'm sorry. Joel Sanchez, our guest and cruise director on Norwegian Cruise Lines, The Getaway. Uh, yacht rock. Have you heard that term? Yacht rock? I actually have not. Okay, we uh, we also do a show uh, covering yacht rock. It's a music-intensive show, and it's it's basically the smooth sounds of the late '70s, early '80s. Um, Doobie Brothers, uh, Chicago, uh, Steely Dan, Holland Oates. It's the kind of Sweet. music you'd listen to if you were a millionaire on your yacht right. uh, in the late '70s. Um, I just had to have to ask you um, between Steely Dan, Holland Oates, Chicago. And the Doobie Brothers, which one of those Yacht Rock Kings would you prefer? I might have to go with Steely Dan with that one. Okay, and you're a younger guy. Um, Do those artists... Ring any bells for you? I I need to know as a as a connoisseur of yacht rock. I need to know if your generation is getting into this music because everything's cyclical and it comes around. And you know you're hosting the '80s parties and the '70s parties, and you know when some Seely Dan comes on, it, it gets your 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 toe tapping.
4: <laughs> no, I mean honestly, for uh, everyone will be different. Uh, my generation, I mean, I was born in the '80s, but I connect very heavily to the music of even the 50s and 60s. I love swing music. I love, you know, I, I, the 70s is one of my favorite eras. I mean, uh, nothing wrong with putting on an afro, some platform shoes, <laughs> rocking out some bell bottoms, you know, I absolutely love it. Uh, but for me, I, of course, because I'm, I'm working with such high demographics, it's it's almost not a choice uh, to be, in, in, my, in my generation, in a sense, uh, I have to be somewhat more diverse. And, uh, and honestly, the reason where I am and who I am today is because I enjoy that diversity. So, yes, do I love my top 40s and, and uh, the the new, uh, the new style music of, of the new generation? Absolutely. But I connect very heavily and thoroughly enjoy, uh, you know, from the 50s and 60s, 70s, 80s. Absolutely. Any day of the week, I can rock out to that.
1: Well, you're an entertainer as well as cruise director. I can see you going somewhere in Hollywood or in the music industry. <laughs> you dance great. Uh is there a personal digital profile that our listeners can look at for you? A Facebook or Twitter that you like to push out?
4: Well, I I am on uh, Facebook uh Joel Sanchez or Jersey Boy. That uh that's my uh synonymous nickname here on board. Uh so definitely uh you could uh follow me on there. Love to uh always love getting new followers and uh just putting out information. It's uh the industry is enormous and You know, hopefully we'll see where where I go from here. Well, you've made my
1: trip on this ship a lot of fun. And we thank you also uh, for your work with the Make-A-Wish Foundation and for Disaster Relief. It's Joel Sanchez. Thank you so much for your time. Adam, thank you for having me. It was great.
0: Get to know Adam at AdamRitz.com. Get to know the radio show at AdamRitzShow.com. All right. That's great
1: love from the crowd. And we have our guest with us, Connor Cook. How are you, Connor? I'm doing well today. I uh, want to give props to your campus. This is a um, Kappa Alpha Convention of Leadership and Character. There are campuses from all over Texas in the, in the south, Oklahoma as well, Louisiana, uh, gathered to talk about making good decisions and being gentlemen and having character. Um, what campus do you represent? The University of Arkansas. University of Arkansas. Where are you guys at? All right, what is, what's the uh, slogan? Go, go pig, pig me up, hog pig, it up? Woo pig suey, yeah, woo pig. Woo pig suey. Yep. Yeah, hog it up, that's a different campus, isn't it? <laughs> woo pig suey, okay, University of Arkansas, Connor Cook is here to talk about philanthropy, uh, foundation work, community service, what are you guys doing to uh, try to make this place a better
0: planet?
3: All right, so uh, we have an idea. So first of all, uh, KA's national philanthropy is MDA, uh, the Muscular Dystrophy Association. And um, so we're trying to tackle a few issues on this one. Uh, the first one is we want to raise awareness for our MDA and, and raise money as well. So so that's, that's obvious. That's a philanthropy event. Uh, the second one is... Uh, time and time again when you go to leadership workshops for uh, like fraternity values and 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 as well um, the the notion of uh, the fact that greek life has has a bad stigma you you've talked about it earlier today and uh, that's just brought up over and over and over again and we're also trying to tackle that one too Uh, so what we're trying to do is we're trying to have like a community-wide concert crawfish boil carnival type thing in northwest arkansas right um, and to do that, we are gonna. It's in the working right now, so we're waiting for a few approvals. And when we when we get that, uh, we're gonna get uh, Penalinic on board because they also at I, at University of Arkansas. There's, I guess, three thousand plus um, sorority girls. There's there's just south of two thousand uh, people in the IFC, and I think that we can put together um, this this event for the community of Northwest Arkansas where the, the students will go because they they want to help out with, with the stigma, right? And they want to make it better. And the community is going to want to go, hopefully, because uh, we're going to do a good job marketing it, um, calling as many people as we can in each industry, um, going door to door and just selling these tickets, getting our uh, corporate sponsorships. We've, we've already talked with the uh, MDA, the local branch in Little Rock, And they're pretty confident we can get a few um, sponsorships on that. And we're waiting for the go-ahead on Monday, working towards that. Um, It's going to be, you know, family around – centered around family, around the community. Just a way a beautiful – it's April 30th. Our location is uh, at the Gardens, which is kind of like the Grove, uh, just like a big open spot at the University of Arkansas, to give you an idea. And uh, we're just trying to – we're trying to pack the place.
1: And what kind of music are you talking about? Are you uh, thinking
3: about bringing Snoop Dogg in? Um, no. Okay, so we're, we're talking with somebody right now, and I, I don't want to say any names until, you know, it's signed because I'd look stupid if it fell through. But, um, but you know, trying to get somebody who, who is, connects with the Northwest Arkansas community um, pretty well, and that, that's what we're going to try and do. We're, we're talking with them right now.
1: And carnival games? You're talking like you'd you'd uh, get a vendor, like a carnival company, to come out with Ferris wheels and the
3: Scrambler and all that. Okay, so this is something that we are paying for out of our own budget, as well as the corporate sponsorships. So first of all, I don't think that KA David Merrill's back there. I don't. What do you think about Ferris wheels? Yeah. So that's a no. But you know, <laughs> yeah, but. But you know what we can do is, um, is is we can go to these sororities and we can say, hey, um, would you maybe do like a face painting booth, and then maybe we can do something else. And and I, I think they'll get behind that um, as well as we we maybe we could do bounce houses. I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll figure that one out. Yeah, That's
1: eh. maybe. Yeah, but, you know, uh, you don't want Snoop Dogg in a bounce house. That's not gonna happen.
3: Snoop. <laughs> the, so as far as yeah, it, it's it like the only. Performers we're looking at is is Texas country or, or Arkansas country. It's it's we're not having Snoop Dogg even if he does connect with the Northwest Arkansas community.
1: Sorry, guys. Well, I got to tell our our listening audience at home how excited I am to talk to a young uh, fraternity member, a college man, and hear that excitement in your voice uh, about how you want to get behind an initiative that's going to be great for families, great for the community, and raise money and awareness for the MDA. I mean, uh, that's something that excites me to know that Uh, The younger generation, your generation, really wants to make this planet a better place. It's inspiring for our listeners to help us, me included, get up off our couch. All right, let's have a round of applause for Connor Cook and all the gentlemen here at the
0: Kappa Alpha Province Council, Dallas, Texas. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live, both in studio and across the country. For information on this broadcast, including how to hear this show on a station in your city, visit adamritzshow.com.